Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? I'm feeling 22. You're feeling 22? Well, not my body. Uh, 2022. It feels like 2022. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, I'm kind of amazed that we're already at the end of 2021 when I feel like we just started 2020. It's felt like just a kind of a weird loop that has gone forever and flown by at the same time. Agreed. It's like Groundhog Day, but not really, kind of, sort of. But Very weird. But here we are, getting ready to start 2022 and really wondering what this year will bring because I remember how a year ago everyone was so happy to have 2020 over. Man, this year was so tough and crazy and time for for something new. And then 2021 brought its own challenges. So, you know, I think the lesson there is that every year brings its challenges. And I I think we we look at this arbitrary new year and think, oh, things will be different whenever it's just it honestly is just a continuation of what we've been dealing with. So it's a mind game more than anything, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, before we jump into this week's episode and our 2022 preview, we do want to thank our sponsors each and every week here on the podcast. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. All the upheaval and disruption of the last two years has left many asking, what does ministry look like now? The Ministry Now Conference will answer this question on March 22nd to 24th. Experienced ministry leaders from across the nation will gather at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas to explore how God's churches can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth, built by expert practitioners, and designed to encourage and equip God's people in every area of ministry, This gathering will empower you to live your calling wherever you serve God. So join us in Fort Worth, Texas on March 22nd to 24th. Discounted registration ends January 15th. So reserve your tickets now at swbts.edu slash ministry now 2022. That's swbts.edu slash ministry now 2022. All right. So Amy, this week on the podcast, we are doing our 2022 preview. Kind of give all the, the folks maybe that have joined us over the last year, Uh, kind of the overview of what we do every year at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So this is one of our most fun episodes that we do because we really are looking ahead, thinking what is to come. And then at the end of the year, just like we did last week, we look at these questions and we answer them. So we're throwing these out. These just came out of our head. We just kind of talked back and forth thinking through, uh, threw it out to some people, got their thoughts as well. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the uh, the college football playoff committee. We locked ourselves in the Gaylord for a couple of days and came up with these. No, yeah, no, we not really. really. We, we just not really. texted about them, and that was about it. Put That's them in a right. Google Doc. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, we throw these 10 questions out there, and then we just leave them, walk away. We don't think about them for about 11 months. And then at the beginning of December, we pull them out and we're kind of shocked at what questions really mattered, what questions didn't. And so uh, we just answered our questions from 2021. Now it's time to ask questions for 2022. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about what the question is and kind of why we're asking it. Uh, But we're not going to answer the question because we can't answer the question. A lot of these are are forward looking and and some of them kind of affect what's going on in the convention currently, but also how that's going to impact things later on. So that we start really in 2022 with the big carryover item from 2021. Our first question, what will be the outcome of the guidepost investigation of the SBC executive committee's handling of reports of sexual abuse? 
I think this is probably the question that's on everyone's minds and has been the big question since the SBC annual yeah, meeting. You know, one of the most one of the most fascinating things about this question for me is that those who are sort of close watchers of SBC, you know, goings on know that you really can't predict what's going to be the big issue at an annual meeting. You know, something major could happen in December. Everyone's talking about it. It will be forgotten by April. It's a long time from December to June, Amy. That's right. And I mean, I can look back in years when, you know, something would happen in February and I would think this is it. This is going to be the thing. And by the time June got around, something else had taken its place. No one cared about it anymore. And so we typically never know. I think we can look at this knowing the date of this report and realize this this really is going to be kind of the major issue that that everyone is talking about going into the annual meeting and yeah. we don't know we don't know what i mean there'll be other issues as well yeah, but I, this I think it also depends something. what's what's in the report yeah certainly but it will be there will be a lot to assess at that point mm-hmm. when the report comes it'll go to the task force and then it will be released in its entirety and people will be trying to take it in and and uh think through what's what's being shared so Obviously, this is something that a lot of Southern Baptists want to know, and I think it's a clear big question for 2022. Absolutely. Yep. So at that stage, we will uh, assess it, and then the messengers will have to decide how they want to respond to it. All right. Second question, who will be elected to lead the ERLC and EC, and will we see more diversity in first and second chair roles in the SBC? at the yep. national level or the state level. That's the ongoing question. We just yes. recycle it every year. and uh, But this time we have two national level entity openings that are uh, that are in play right now. And I think, the, I think that's a huge question and quite an interesting one for those two spots to be open. Yes. Um, because those seem to have some more uh, like, you know, when a seminary opening is up, that... That's interesting for everyone, but it's more interesting for people who are graduates or are in the region. But the ERLC and the EC have some national, you know, uh, appeal or thoughts uh, for everyone. I think it's also interesting that we we've I don't know if we've gone into a year in recent years where we haven't had at least one opening. It feels like we've had an opening every year since about 17 or 18. Um, so it, it's, it's been a while since we've had a year where everything was kind of stable on the leadership side of things, but, but that's just that first chair leader. We're also talking about second chair and diversity. We have a few of those open right now as well. So, you know, just things to look at, things to look for and yeah. something to watch for Southern Baptist. You know, we also have a, a couple of state exec roles that are open out there. So right. we'll see what happens. Yep. Definitely. A return of one of our favorites. Will we top 10,000 messengers at the SBC annual meeting in Anaheim? Yeah, and this is actually a, a, a strong question for the year because it's something that I would not have even considered as an option oh, no, not at all. years ago. Because our meetings that are out West typically, I mean, sometimes they don't even break 5,000. Yeah, Phoenix 2011. That Yeah, it, it was less than 5,000. So it's one of those things that I wanted to top 10,000 in Orlando and then in Nashville and obviously, we didn't even get one in Orlando, but we, we topped it in blew, Nashville, Amy. But we blew way past <laughs> it in Nashville. But I would not have anticipated that for California. I would have thought, okay, if we can get six, seven thousand, and then come back to Charlotte and top ten thousand again, I actually think we got a shot at topping ten thousand. There is a strong 
interest in participation right now in engagement. And so I think it's a fair question to throw out there. Yeah. Well, I, I just knowing what I know about where room nights are and hotels and all that stuff for the year and for Anaheim, we're we're up there. We're way past where we usually yeah. are on West Coast conventions. So we'll see. We'll see. I am hopeful and hopefully everyone who's listening will make their plans to uh, get to Anaheim, register as messengers. All right. So next question. Will the upward trends in giving continue for the cooperative program, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, and the Annie Armstrong Easter offering? I'm telling you, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media yeah. about churches just shattering their goals for Lottie Moon. I think there's a good chance. Yes, I, I think so. Uh, we saw the re- rebound in giving across the board in all three of these last year. Coming back from the year before when COVID really decimated the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, but all the others you know, still were somewhat close to where they had been historically, but we, we saw a re- return last year and a bump. So looking into 2022, I'm hopeful that we'll answer this one at the end of the year with a resounding yes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Number five, will Southern Baptists become too affinity-based at the risk of sacrificing cooperation across the convention? All right. So this is one that goes a little deeper. I mean, these other ones were kind of uh, expected or even questions we've used in the past. But this one you and I've been talking about for a while is we watch trends. Um, we have a lot of networks within the SBC and uh, the, they're all, they all have different things that they kind of work around and they've developed over the last probably 12, 13 years, we've begun to see them develop. Um, and it's great. There's a place for affinity based networks in the convention, but I, I think we are beginning to see a lot of tension between networks or between networks and those, you know, who are not participating in it. A lot of desires uh, for, you know, persuading people to, to different, you know, to their, to their views or their position. And part of that's going to happen and play out. I think the question I'm starting to have as I look is how, how that affects broader cooperation. Yeah. I think this is just something I've been kind of tracking, watching, um, and, and wondering where the tipping point is on, on that. Yeah. So it, it's definitely something to watch. I think you're right that it's been increasing over the past 10, 12, 15 years or so. Uh, the internet has led to a lot of that because we're, it's easier to connect with people across right. the country, obviously. Right. So, uh, and it kind of social media has contributed to it as well. So we'll yeah. keep an eye on that. I, yeah, we'll keep an eye. And I think we just have to ask the question, like, what's the purpose of our networks that we're in? What uh, what are those? And what is our purpose for cooperating as a convention? And how do we do both of those things? You know, how do we have a, a, a convention that works together around certain principles uh, to reach the world? You know, because we can do more together than we can do apart. But uh, something that will be very interesting to look at at the end of this year. All right. Another question, which kind of fits off of that and is a concern of mine. We haven't talked about it too in depth on here, but how will social media continue to affect our cooperation? Yeah, I I think you're right. It's just kind of a sub question of the previous one. And for all the same reasons, really. Yeah. And, And this is something that we don't get into a lot on the podcast simply because when we say we're going to do news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention, we typically focus on things that 
have kind of hit that threshold of a news story. And a lot of times conversation on social media doesn't get there. So we don't always talk about the discussions that are happening, but I have a concern. I know you have the concern and I've, I've shared about this in a lot of uh, threads I've done on social media uh, is just where our tone and our dealing with one another, dealing with people who are not in the convention, um, what that's doing to our ability to cooperate. It's so hard to communicate tone and meaning and nuance uh, over that platform. And it's also difficult to have some of the conversations we have with everyone watching. It changes the the level of engagement, it changes how things escalate. Uh, it can move so quickly. And we do seem to be a people that, uh, you know, w- major, major uh, issues pop up just because of Twitter interactions. Um, yeah. And I think we're going to have to step back and decide uh, who we're going to be. I really do. And, uh, and how we're going to deal with one another. And I think social media is a huge part of that. Um, I know social media does just really show us often what's in our own hearts. And that's something we have to consider uh, before the Lord and and with one another. Uh, but it certainly is a tool that we have to ask, are we using it for good or are we using it uh, for bad? And so yeah. something to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. Number seven, as global tensions mount with Russia, uh, as they, you know, possibly invading the Ukraine and China right. with uh, forced labor, the Uyghurs as we talked about on the pod this year, what will be the impact on Southern Baptist missions efforts globally if political destabilization continues? So you've, yeah. you've got a lot of concern about Russia invading Crimea and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like, does a an somewhat overzealous Vladimir Putin, how does that affect missions efforts, maybe in that region and, and abroad, as it just kind of, you know, brings the thermostat or the temperature up on right. global tension, like especially with the the Olympics going to Beijing this year, if they happen next right. month in uh, February. But you know what what does that look like, and will, what will be the impact? And I don't know if this one we can really answer because I don't know if we know. But no. at the same time, no. it's just concerning whenever we see political right. destabilization around the world. Right. It's a fair question, and we're not even specifically talking about any certain place. We're just saying when you look at. Uh, the influence of large uh, nations like our own. And, but then also those two foreign, you know, foreign policy issues are, can be a huge concern and just how this plays out around the world, it affects all of us. And so uh, I think it's a, it's a fair question. Got no real analysis uh, to say. I just think we need to look at it at the end of the year. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's also one of those things as a domestic organization, we don't think about how foreign affairs affect us locally right. but there are some ways that that does affect us and that's right you know this is just one of those let's just kind of keep an eye on this and see what happens here and see yeah. what if if anything affects us so. yep and uh t- to that note it's a reminder too of the impact that uh sbc resolutions can have oh yeah as we look at these things uh, the Uyghur resolution being an example of that. Uh, 
And so um, as as the United States has actually responded to that issue, and we don't know what all plays into it, we do know that the Southern Baptist Convention was the first major denomination to speak to that. So that was was good to put our voice to that. Um, all right. So another question about kind of outside issues uh, or cultural issues and how they affect us. Uh, how will the Supreme Court rule on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health? How will that impact the legality of abortion in the United States? And really, how does that affect our our sort of mission, local mission yeah. efforts. Um, because I think one of the things we forget about is when we look at the possibility of even an overturning of Roe v. Wade, that doesn't make uh, abortion illegal on a national level. It throws the question back to the states. And so then you're going to have states handling this in different ways. And we have churches all over this country. We have churches in all different states, which means how they deal with this issue looks really different uh, on on the ground and how they care, um, how they care for the people around them. So I, I think it's a huge question for us to ask, what's the impact of that ruling? And then what do we do about it? Yeah. And, and I think headed into the new year, knowing what we do know about the new year, which obviously is not really a lot because there's Nothing. a lot of things that will happen in the year that we don't really foresee right now. But I think we can look at this and say this is the domestic item uh, on the kind of the, the legal front or whatever that Southern Baptists will probably be the most attuned to that we know of right now. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. All right. Number nine, how will the mass influx of new members to the executive committee, it's around 50 to 55 in the last two years, affect the entity and the convention? Yeah, this is a, a, a pretty big one um, simply because we don't have that. That's quite a rate of turnover that we don't for any entity, see. really. Yeah, for any entity. And uh, and so there are some major decisions. Now, the executive committee does not make decisions for the messengers, but they do handle things for the messengers. They act ad interim. So in that, in that sense, they are doing something on behalf of the messengers for certain things um, as needed, but they also will process lots of things. They process motions. They bring recommendations to messengers. The messengers do not have to, to do what the EC has recommended. We even saw that this year with some of the recommendations, but they do a lot of the legwork on some on some major issues that are difficult to be hashed out with 15,000 people, you know? And um, so when you change the makeup of that, you just bring different uh, perspectives. It could really affect things and change things. So how does that affect the organization itself that will remain to be seen? And how does it affect the greater convention? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. All right. Last question. This is always number 10. What will be the surprise story of 2022? And man, I got no idea because I certainly couldn't have predicted the surprise story of 2021 or really the surprise story of 2020 either. Yeah. Because certainly didn't see that coming. Uh, didn't, didn't see a global pandemic coming. So, yes. uh, so I don't know. I'm not even going to guess. All right. Well, we did do the poll. We, we mentioned this last week whenever we did the 2021 year end recap what people thought was the biggest surprise of the year. You know, we put the poll out yeah. there on Twitter. So the, the four options were the annual meeting moving to downtown Nashville away from the Gaylord, because that right. was a shocker to everybody. That was that was kind of crazy. Then having 15,000 messengers at the annual meeting, complete yep. surprise, didn't see that coming. The formation of a sex abuse task force 
like if you'd have told us at the beginning of the year that was going to happen, we'd all been like, why? What for? Because it just wasn't a thing until later in the year. And then the last one was two entity heads resign. I don't think you could have expected that at the beginning of the year either. That's right. So that was actually the winner. The, the resignations yeah. of Russell Moore and Dr. Floyd, 63% said that was the biggest surprise to them. And I uh, had 112 people vote. So good job, folks. Uh, you know, it's a pretty good number go. of votes on that one. So, but 63% said that the resignations of Ronnie Floyd and Russell Moore were the most surprising story of 2021. There you go. So we will see. And I like that idea. We'll do the poll at the end of 2022 as well. So kind of crazy times. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, that's our, basically, that's the, uh, the, the episode this week. We, we go over those. would love to hear your reaction from these. Uh, let us know what you think about these questions. And are there any that we may have missed that you want answered for 2022 and, or are expecting an answer for? in 2022. So yeah, uh, ch- hit us up on Twitter, SBC this week, or at AC wit or at Jonathan underscore how uh, you can tweet us all and uh, let us know what you think about these questions and much more on Twitter. Amy kind of does it for us this episode. And uh, welcome to 2022, I guess. Yeah, welcome to 2022. And also just a, a thank you to everyone that uh, this episode is only the questions. We didn't have any news to cover because everyone uh, just chilled. This well, week. there there were a few so. things that happened over the the last couple of weeks, but we'll I think we'll catch up with those next week on the podcast. Yeah, but regularly scheduled major. podcast. We next could week. just yeah, that's right. We could just hold it for them. So very glad. All right. Well, Amy, that'll do it for us this week on the podcast. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>